Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Jacoby, let's put 30 minutes on the clock. What a very special minutes. episode we have today. We... I cannot believe it. We are at Classified, the invite-only <laughs> restaurant. How is this our life? At the United Terminal at Newark because we are going to Spain. We're going to Spain. We're doing a food tour of Tenerife, Malaga, and Mallorca. And our trip starts right now here right at Classified. I, it's insane. I, so this particular space. Yeah. You cannot reserve a reservation here. No. You can't throw money at the problem. This is invite <laughs> only. In the Newark airport. In the Newark airport. I in mean, the United Terminal. I just want to say Mike is here, but his suitcase of bagels is not. No, it's not. <laughs> he did not import bagels from to Spain. We are going to talk about our own food, though, when we get to listen to our food news. Excuse me, personal food personal news. Personal food news. But let's get into the stories. Let's do it. Are you ready? Ready. I feel like you wanted to say something else. I, I'm just so excited to be here. I know. It's crazy. So our first story is... Um, Airport related. The TSA has said peanut butter is a liquid. First of all, do you agree? Okay. Do I agree? At first, when I saw the headline, no, peanut butter is not a liquid. However, when you listen to the way that the TSA defines a liquid, it does qualify as a liquid according to their guidelines. Does that make sense? Yes. I will tell you exactly what they said. First of all, this came to light last month in March mm -hmm. because a podcaster, a peer, Yes, up here. <laughs> His name is Patrick Neve. Was traveling and he brought peanut butter with him, uh, and it was taken away. But he was going from like Cleveland to like Cincinnati. <laughs> that was the part where I was like, "Why do you need to import peanut butter?" It's one thing if you're like, "I'm going overseas where they don't have Jif peanut butter," but it was like a it was a domestic flight. It was in Pittsburgh, and yeah. I believe he was going to somewhere in Ohio, if, yes. I, if, if I recall correctly. Anyway, um, it was taken away from him. And the TSA responded to him saying that, uh, well, first of all, he said it was not a liquid gel or aerosol. And then TSA said, well, quote, you may not be nuts about it, peanut butter Both. joke, but TSA considers your PB a liquid and carry on. It needs to be 3.4 ounces or less. And the reason why is because a liquid is defined as something that takes on, has no definite shape and takes a shape dictated by its container. And then someone else is like, well, yeah, well, cats too. I'm like, no, cats don't take shape dictated by the container. I've never thought about that with cats. I'm, I'm pet blind. <laughs> I know you're pet blind. So I thought you're just dog blind. You're all pet blind? Like even fish? I've upgraded it to pet blind. Okay. I good. was walking past a store the other day that was like 
like pet stuff. It was like a pet pop up, and I was like, "Is there a market a pet for this?" Pop-up? It was like something else had gone out of business, yes. and so the lease was taking over like a pet something. And I was just like, "Who are my neighbors?" That just is for doing all this? of our listeners, I love pets. I support all types of pets in all shapes and forms. Juliet Lemon does not. I'm here to represent for people who do not like pets. It's a, it's. It's a group that is scared to talk about it. It is. You get shamed. Yeah, people are like, oh, do you like children? I'm like, yes, I love children. So back off. <laughs> yes. But peanut butter. I just want to say, peanut butter does maintain a shape. It's just like a blob. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's an oxymoronic statement. Hardcore oxymoronic statement. If it's a blob, then it doesn't maintain a shape. Blobs don't have shape. I guess, but does it have? Does it necessarily take on the shape of what's around? Only at a certain quantity. Okay, this is the part where I'm gonna go full Jack Bauer, okay. and I'm like, listen, the reason you're not allowed to take liquids onto the plane is because they could potentially be explosives, sure. right? And having watched a lot of action movies, I would say that a peanut butter, a faux peanut butter container, could potentially be an explosive. Therefore, they should not be allowed on planes. Well, TSA, they agree with you, and they're very firm on their definitions. And just a reminder, today's episode is brought to you by United Airlines. Whether you want to try Huevos Rotos in Madrid, Shrimp Paella in Barcelona, or Papas Arrugadas in Tenerife, Canary Islands, United offers flights to more Spanish cities than any other U.S. airline. Plan your trip today at united.com or on the United app. Remember, flight schedules are subject to change. Okay, next story. This article is coming down from KidSpot. And she asked, am I the a-hole for serving eight-year-old red wine pasta. And this woman explains that she was doing her colleague a special favor by babysitting the son. Yes. And she gave the son vodka sauce. And she oh, wanted... Oh, so there's a red wine. Sorry, red whoa, wine pasta. Whoa, whoa, sorry, Julia. sorry, Let's sorry. Get, we are journalists here at Food News. Let's get the details <laughs> correct. It was a red also, wine reduction sauce. I also had just said For it the too. pasta. Yes. So <laughs> yes, you did. So this is a story right up my alley. The boy asked for pasta with red sauce, just to be clear. Yes. So what actually, the details that are important to me in this particular story are this. The child loved the sauce and the pasta so much that he was raving about it to his mother. And his mother then asked the friend who babysat for the recipe upon seeing the recipe was shocked that there was red wine in it. Right. So my it's really thing a, is, this is, a, this is, it's good you're here. This is a parenting story. This is a parenting story. And I will say this, if any, if you discover any food item that your kid will actually happily ingest, you just stick to it and you, you run that play until they can stop it. Right. So if, if, if another, Another parent found something that my kid loved to eat, I would be extremely thankful. So you'd be like, thank you so much. I will now be making this all the time. Give me the recipe. Yes. And then when you found out there was wine involved, would you be upset? Not at all personally. However, there are people on the planet with alcohol issues, alcohol abuse issues, and they might not want alcohol in their home or alcohol in their child's diet, even if it has been reduced and there's no more actual alcohol in the alcohol. Right. Fair enough. I will just say when it's reduced, the alcohol is gone. So I get it. I totally understand what you're saying, but I just, for the parent that served it, it's, there's you're no the more clear. wine in it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what did I do wrong? My, my mom always like puts wine into her, her meat sauce and I've, Shout to Betty Jane. I've never like thought about it before. Cause it, yeah, it, it, it like evaporates the yes, alcohol part of it. Absolutely. So and here's the other thing is if you take my kid, I don't care what you give them. If you just, it doesn't matter. As like, long as they come back alive, I am fine with it. I owe you. Gone. You did me a favor. I have no notes. <laughs> no notes. You take my kid. You keep them alive. No notes. Thank you very much. Yes. Okay. Well, let's move on. Um, this is to a, to a story from CNN about researchers at Columbia University that figured out how to make 3D printed cheesecake. 
And I just don't understand why this is a big so, deal. No, here's the thing with this story that really, really bothers me. Okay. Is when you watch the video, it's an interview with this young man, a scientist, who's been trying. He's really a trial and error as part of the scientific sort of expression. Mm -hmm. He tried and failed and tried and failed and tried and failed to the point where it's like, let's just stop trying to make 3D printed cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, why is this so important to you? Like, why is this, why did you set this as the goal for your professional experience? Right. I, I don't know. That's what I don't understand. Like, why were they so focused on it? And then like the story was like, they failed they can, so many times. Also, if they can figure this out, it's a real game changer for is nutrition. It? And it's like, why are you like making, is it cause it's like you're replicating something that tastes sugary without sugar? No, but the way they ended up doing it is they ended up building like a a a, a, a basement foundation of like <laughs> cement graham cracker to then fill with cheesecake batter. It did look good, honestly. No, it did not. I would I would be. It did not. Did it look I would like cheesecake to you. No, it didn't look like cheesecake, but I was interested in tasting it. Anything that's like has like jam involved, I'm like, yeah, like try that. <laughs> sure, yes, it did. Give have me like some a, sugar. Why not? It, it definitely had like a. It wasn't like a traditional cheesecake. It was like a peanut butter and jelly cheesecake, which did appeal to me. There's just a lot of things that are like a fallacy about this. It's not cheesecake. It's not. It's like a peanut butter and jelly pie kind of thing. But somewhere there's like a descendant of the Rockefeller family that like gave Columbia University ten million dollars to like the science department, and then then at some point he's going to be at some fundraising dinner, being like, "So what do you do with my ten million dollars?" Be like, "Wait till you see dessert." I do. Wait till you see dessert, my guy. I do feel like they're probably if they could figure this out, they could monetize it in a way. Like there's probably a really high ceiling on figuring out some of this food, this food stuff. But I guess then you have to do it. At like a high volume and it's like how do you replicate this i just feel like 3d printing also has a marketing problem like it's hard to explain mm. how 3d printing applies to so many different things that you can make and so you know what i never thought of that and it's just like they should rebrand 3d printing into something that sounds cooler or it should just be different like based on whatever you're printing like making like a an organ or like something for medical use is different than like trying to make a peanut butter and jelly cheesecake yes and like there's just so many different applications of 3d fall printing under the same umbrella yeah and like i don't want to be thinking about like a giant epson print or whatever you know like dot matrix we need some new terminology that's that's all i'm gonna say great point great point we don't have the solutions but we can sure point out the problems we sure can it's one thing we're great at this podcast all right should we move on yes um remember a few weeks ago when the gwyneth paltrow trial was happening and she uh, looked like jeffrey dahmer do glasses? i remember <laughs> of course pretty fun to follow um she was getting a lot of attention. And at the same time, Chris Martin went on a podcast and he talked about how he, and right before that, she had also talked about her diet. So like there was like this confluence of Gwyneth Paltrow getting a really expensive massage. Yes. This man claiming he could never, no longer taste wine because he had a collision with Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. And then people talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's diets and Chris Martin's diet as well. And it came out that neither of them basically eat at night. Chris Martin was like, I don't eat after four o'clock. And he learned that. Who did he learn that from? Gwyneth Paltrow. No, that's the funny thing. He learned it from Bruce Springsteen, and he oh, was, of course, yeah, Bruce Springsteen. No, but it's that, not, yeah. of course. I feel, I feel like people I feel like were Bruce shaming. Bruce Springsteen eats cheeseburgers at 10 p.m. I just feel like he does. Well, like I'm not a Gwyneth Paltrow fan, but I feel like they were trying to shame her and being like she tricked Chris Martin into like not eating after four o'clock. But actually, he got it from Bruce Springsteen, and just like all of these headlines, were just trying to like put the blame on her. And why don't we need? Why do we need to blame anyone if that's what's working for Chris Martin? Fair I guess, enough. and also like people are very mad at Gwyneth Paltrow because she said she had bone broth for lunch, but at some point it's kind well, of like, she said she had bone broth for lunch and she's a paleo dinner before mm. six and she only has coffee for breakfast. So it's like a liquid, liquid diet until dinner. Who was it? Uh, Nancy Pelosi who said she just has a hot, hot dog dogs. for lunch yes. and you were like, 
that doesn't make sense because you'll be hungry. I just feel like these people are lying to us. I agree. I think and all especially of them. If, if you like have like minutes. a quote unquote health and wellness brand, like don't lie to people. Well, that's her whole thing. It's just like, that's why I don't like her. She's like, can you really buy into that? I can't. I don't know. I'm just like, this doesn't seem real. And also it's not sustainable for me. Also, I would just be unhappy. Like we're going to eat here Great at classified point. and like, I'm counting down the minutes. I keep looking at the clock cause I'm hungry. That's also part of being a parent. It's like, you're either just tired or hungry or both. And that's what it leads to all negativity. I'm in usually our species. both yeah. like, in general. Exactly. I'm usually both tired yeah, yeah. It's and like, hungry. It's like the, the problem with all human species <laughs> is just tired and hungry. We could have avoided so many world war twos with just snacks. Also, there's only one world war two. Maybe they wouldn't have had a collision if she's having, having more Great nutrients. Point. Yeah, exactly. She's skiing down the mountain with low blood sugar. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe she wouldn't have crashed into that guy, who is also <laughs> terrible as well. Okay, let's move on. I just I just wanted to say I justice. I love it here. I love it here. Me too. It's very comfortable. Very comfortable. And I'm looking forward to ordering my onion soup and a pavlova, which I've never had before. Spoiler alert. We never, we almost never do that. Sorry. Spoiler alert. It's, it's coming later. I'm going to be tasting those things. Like, can't wait. Yeah. But first, a great story from a listener. Whose name I forget. It's a story about what's happening in his neighborhood in the Highland Park area of Los Angeles. Okay, all the crime stuff falls in my jurisdiction. I will say this: just you imagine chief food crime Highland Park is north of downtown Los Angeles, where you and I used to work together. It is a community that is it's it's sparse, so it's not like truly urban, like a New York community. Like it's, it's houses like, with yards and like neighbors that you know and see. Yeah, right. It's, it's L.A. So what started happening is is a lot of McDonald's and Starbucks orders started coming through to various homes on the same street, and just like like tens and tens and tens. Someone of orders got to a people. dozen in a day, and at first they started eating them. Then they started talking amongst each other. <laughs> And they cross-referenced and corroborated the story that they're all getting tons of Starbucks and McDonald's, and occasionally they'll sprinkle in some other restaurant orders. Question. Yes. Do all you think th- eats. Do you think these people spoke to each other before this happened? Not as much. Because I... It's not really like a neighborly place, Los Angeles. No, no. no. It's not. It's not. Like I barely spoke to my neighbors. I don't like talking to my neighbors. Yeah. I prefer not to. Same. I mean, yeah. But I feel like just in general, like even though it's like has a kind of a suburban feel, it's not like a suburban like neighborhood. It's like a nod place. It's not like a stop and talk place. It's a nod. Like, hey, you're alive. I'm alive. We live near each other. We'll recognize that we're both alive, but we're not going to speak. Yeah. I I don't know your kids' names. Right. Or yours. I'm not going to ask. Well, yeah. Maybe with kids, if you want them to play together, same age. I don't. I don't like my neighbors. I don't want. To, I don't want any relationships with anyone that lives near me. <laughs> Bad beat for the people who live in your building. I hope they don't <laughs> yeah, want to be your yeah. friend. Well, the guy lives across the hall from me. His kid goes to my kid's school, and uh-huh. my wife is like, "Oh yeah, we can like they'll we'll take their kids sometimes, and and we'll take his kid sometimes." I'm like, nope, it's not going to happen. Nope, <laughs> take your own kid. I'll take my own kid. We'll do that forever. Moving on, though. Wait, before that, I just wanted to say Duffy sent this in to us, and he he pre- previously asked us about cheersing with Buffalo Wings. So shout out to Duffy. Oh, Duffy. Shout to, big shout to Duffy. And big also, active listener. Love it. So the, here's a question I've been dying to ask you about this particular story. Okay. How would you handle it? Okay, so Mike and I were discussing this. Would you eat the food? Question number one. The mysterious food that's showing up on your door. Duh, yes. If you're taking the time to like order the food, you're going to poison it all too. You give me 12 <laughs> orders of McDonald's, you're going to poison every <laughs> single one of those. Like that's so much work. You would never do that. You have to intercept it from the food delivery person. That's insane. I'm eating the food. Duh. One guy said that he got 20 chicken nuggets and he was a vegetarian. So it was like really locked yes, on him. He was upset. But one thing I learned from this 
LA Times articles in Highland Park, they have like a food donation area that yes. they use regularly, which is really nice. I'm glad to hear it because LA has a lot of unsheltered people that yes. need food. So it's great. And they also started putting out coolers and putting up signs being like, hey, don't deliver the food. I didn't order it, but put it in this cooler for the community. Right. One thing I found. I see a lot of positivity coming out of this crime. Me too. Also, <laughs> it seems like people are talking <laughs> yeah, to each exactly. other. The community's coming together. People are being fed that, are, that need food. This is like a big win. <laughs> Duffy said he got 24 unsolicited bottles of one percent milk that's like that is very specific very specific and also expiration date yeah i know so who's duffy, behind this duffy had a theory that he thought it was a scam to order cheap things and then give a really high tip so that the delivery people were getting the tip basically first of all i would i would never delivery people are the victims well, they're also, not the criminals like they're not behind this i i have no idea also how do you ensure that you're getting a specific like you're getting the pickup or the delivery or whatever like i don't know how it yeah, works yeah but i but i like i always think about how i've never gotten the same uber driver twice so i always think i always just think about how hard it must be i to get the same like customer so i like this for the obvious reasons people are being fed that need sure. food the community's coming together the one thing i don't like is i don't like people like knowing where i live or like messing with my home yeah of course and the idea that there's a stranger who's you, targeting wait. my home with my address and is like food bombing me. No, thank you. <laughs> Are you telling me that you value privacy? Yes. Oh my God. Very much so. Novel idea. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't, but like, if that's not the scam, like what's going on here? I, don't, I really don't get it. It's sometimes I think about like, all right, who's really behind this? Let's call this person Gary, okay. right? Gary spends so much time setting up new Uber Eats accounts and connecting new credit cards to it and like new emails. It's like Gary is like basically it's a full time job right. sending McDonald's to his community. Gary definitely lives on this block. How does Gary also sends food to himself to make it seem like he's a victim as well? I'm not sure if I'm like getting dumber, but I'm just really having a hard time grasping why this would be a scheme. Like, what is going on here? I am sure you're getting dumber. And I also think that <laughs> Gary has a crush on Trisha, who lives across the street and just no doesn't way. know how to breach it. So he's just, it's a rom com. You love rom coms. Sure. So this is how Gary is like bringing the community together. They're, he's going to bring everybody together. There's going to be a cookout at some point. Or no, they're going to eat the food communally. And then him and Trisha are going to get together and have a happy life. Well, you're writing a nice script, but I still don't understand. Who's benefiting from this, honestly? Nobody. That's why it's so weird. That's why I don't get it. Like, what's being trafficked here? And that, I mean, that's why Duffy. That's why Duffy's theory. I I kind of buy it because I can't think of anything else. I like Duffy though. I like Duffy a lot too. Yeah, I want to hang out with Duffy when we go to LA. Okay. Well, are we going to LA? Yeah, I just made that up. We're going to Spain. We're going to Spain. On United. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. Um. Just briefly, I saw on CNN on a tweet that Mike sent us, Post, who makes cereal, is making a sleepy cereal called Sweet Dreams. Mm. It's a blueberry flavor. Did you watch the video? I did. What bad television that video was. And also the guy was like, yeah, it was a ton of sugar, so it didn't yeah, work. Yeah, it's it was like, just like he's, like, he's like, hey, it, it seemed like, all right, so just to set it up for the listeners at home, there are two sort of like veteran news hosts at the desk, and they bring in the like young pup, like up and coming segment mm -hmm. reporter guy. Yeah, he was so young. I was like, yes. did you just like <laughs> fall out of college? Yeah. And he was just like, he's like 24. 25 and he's like yeah i ate the sleepy cereal didn't fall asleep there was too much sugar in it didn't work and like the host didn't know what to do with that information have, it's like do they have no backup segments prepared? And then like, do you want to try something the other host is like no i don't eat i eat, I'm, I'm on the chris martin thing i only eat bone broth between the hours of 8 a.m and 8 p.m it was I wild that's not the case but i do want to say this though okay shout out to producer mike 
I was intrigued by the headline. Me too. I I would like sleepy foods. Would you? Yes. Doesn't that exist? Turkey? Isn't that Thanksgiving? That's a lie. And people only eat turkey on Thanksgiving. I hate turkey. I don't even have it then. Great. But I'll say this though. (laughs) I'll have a sleepy tea. Do you do sleepy time tea? Something like that? Sometimes, yeah. I'll do that. Like a wind down, yeah. All you have to do is just give me a cookie, a biscuit, and tell me Mm. that's going to make me sleep. I don't care if it actually scientifically works. So like a placebo effect. A placebo effect. I'm going to have my my cookie or marijuana edible, whichever one you want to decide. Melatonin gummies are popular, too. Those are things, but that feels like taking drugs. How's it different than than an edible? Mm. It's like... Okay, it's been legal for wait, much hold longer. on. It's going to take me a second to come up with a retort to that. <laughs> and I don't have one. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm going to get back to my people and we'll get back to you on that. Maybe li- next episode. It's way lighter and it's been legal for much longer. Fair, fair. I'll get back to you. Like I said. <laughs> All right. Let's do one more story. And I really enjoy this one. <laughs> it just is so weird. In Peru. Oh, God. A mummy was found in one of those like giant heat retaining delivery bags. Yes. So just That's just the listeners, That's it. just listeners at home need to understand what Juliet just said. And I'm going to reiterate it. A man named Julio Cesar yeah. was in Peru. I assume riding his bike, carrying one of those big sort of like they're reflective looking like tinfoil yeah. coolers. And for whatever reason, the people searched him, and there was a human corpse inside that was 600 to 800 years old. Yeah. That's the story. That he's named Juanita, but not only that, he has a relationship with Juanita. There's, as he explains it, these are his words, not directly quoted. There's my bed, there's the TV, I, I and the then quote. there's Juanita. Oh, let's hear the quote. It sleeps in my bedroom with me. There's my bed, the TV set, and next to it, there's Juanita. I take care of it. It's like, if you'll pardon the expression, as if it were my spiritual girlfriend. Okay, Julio Cesar. Little detail. Juanita, not a woman. It's not even like Lars and the Real Girl, where it's like a blow-up doll. It is <laughs> a skeleton. It's an actual skeleton. It's a skeleton in a bag. And then, but why? Let's imagine you have this relationship with a skeleton that sleeps with you, that you sleep with, Ten and you take care minutes. of. I don't know what that what that means, by the way, taking care of a corpse. Well, but why are you traveling? Like me and you are traveling together to Spain with Mike. Why is he traveling with Juanita? It's like if Mike had. Juanita instead of bagels in his suitcase. Exactly. Well, the thing that I don't understand is like, how can you possibly travel with a skeleton that's 600, 800 years old? It's going to disintegrate and fall apart. Ve- I, mean, I was very, very concerned very about the poor, size of Juanita and the size of the bag. It's a very poor caretaking of your girlfriend. Your yes, spiritual girlfriend. that is girlfriend. your spiritual girlfriend. Take better care of her. She's trying to break up with you <laughs> from the afterlife. This is like She's going to be so pissed when you die. Julio like Cesar. One of my favorite things ever. Also, is he a food delivery guy? Like, how did he get the bag? Where did he get the bag? Can you just buy that on Amazon. It did have I a, don't like, think a, so. It had a logo, it had a logo from a popular Pedidos delivery. Ya. Yeah, Padidos so, Ya, which is a popular delivery company in Peru, which I learned from this because it was carrying Peru. a corpse. It's unreal. I love. I love this story, and I'd like. Do you love people. relationships? Does I, it count? I love delivery the, too. <laughs> you love delivery. You love delivery. <laughs> you love relationships. Does it count if one of the deliveries is a dead person? Is that a relationship? Yes. Okay. I if agree. You, I agree. I have relationships with dead people as well. And also. It's sort of like, you know when people are like, I'm not sure if it was a date or not. Like, was it a date? If you're approaching it like a date, it was a date to you. So it's a date. If you're approaching this That's like just, your girlfriend. I like he said, pardon the expression. Spiritual girlfriend. <laughs> He's like, pardon the expression. I was like, I like that he said that. I've never heard he was that like, yeah. I, was like, I don't I, know I, that I, even is. Pardon? Is, is, that even, is that an expression? <laughs> but you're pardoned. All right. Let's Mr. Move, Cesar. Let's move on to eating some classified food because okay. as discussed, I'm hungry. I'm very excited about this food. I'm very excited to order it and then eat it. Me too. Let's go. 
All right. We're trying our pavlova. Here at Classified. Here at Classified. Do you in know the what, Newark Airport. Do you know what... Um, Am I allowed to say what restaurant that we're inside the restaurant that's inside the yeah, restaurant? Yeah, it's, it's on the internet. It's in a, it's in a restaurant called Cezanne. Cezanne. <laughs> um, so I already had my onion soup. It was really delicious. I scarfed it down. In part because I was hungry, but also just because it was really good. And now we're moving on to the pavlova. Jacoby, what do you think a pavlova is? I thought a pavlova was essentially like a fruitcake... But that is not this. It's. I think it's like a meringue. Yeah, it is like it's, a, meringue. it's a meringue with um, with a with a seasonal topping. I had a cat. Named I don't Pavlova know what it is. When I was born, um, we had two cats named Najinsky and Pavlova. Did you name it yourself? No, I did not. So Pavlova was not your idea. My nerdy parents named it. Mm. Both of them. They're named after Russian ballet legends. All right. Well, I don't know what that has to do with this Pavlova, but good to know. Well, maybe Pavlova. We're maybe, it. it's like a, maybe the Caesar salad and like the general oh, so, so. This is, maybe this is like this ballet legends. This is a giant dessert. meringue. Oh yes, it's a meringue. It's got that like hard Yum. consistency with like a yogurty strawberry outside. Oh, I love this. Yeah, me too. It's really good. Wow. Wow, it's really good. It tastes way better than it looks. It doesn't. I didn't really know what to expect, but like. It kind of looks like it's like a light, it's light and sweet a, dessert. A chalky, sugary. It's like a if you like hardened powdered sugar and put really good strawberry yogurt yeah, on top. It's really kind of good. The vibes I'm getting. Mm. So, listeners of Food News know that a taste test is always successful when Juliet not only goes back for a second bite, she's now on her. Th- Third bite. I'm going for strawberry. I'm going for a strawberry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's a fresh strawberry <laughs> on the side. For the and first that's what I'm time, Julia Lemon's going to try a strawberry here on the podcast. Mm. Very last of us of you here. I didn't watch that. I did not know what a pavlova was. And I'm I want s- everyone listening at home to ask themselves if they gonna, know what a pavlova I'm gonna be, is. I'm going to be honest. I still don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> but this is really good. And I'm having a second strawberry. I had two bites That's of a pavlova. Raspberry. That's a raspberry. Oh, I meant to go for the strawberry. <laughs> okay. I'm just going for all these fruits. <laughs> this is so excited. Mm. What a way to start off the trip here. Classified. Love it. Okay. Let's move on. Listener food news. It's a sad one, honestly. And this is, we need to reach out to this listener. <laughs> Let's listen to it. Appreciate your guidance on airplane food. So I flew from Madison to Dallas last fall and was starving and it was late. And the only place that was open uh, near the gate was Popeye's. So I got a couple of Popeye's thighs and figured that I would do that. But I was so uh, self-conscious about the smell of fried chicken that I just left the Popeyes in my backpack. You couldn't smell through the backpack and ended up eating that later, a couple hours later in my hotel room. Uh, but I agree with you. Lunch food is brilliant. If it's in a lunch box, you're probably fine on a plane. Okay. Madison to Dallas. That's got to be two to three hours. Yeah. So I'm going to put that at two hours and 45 minutes. Yep. And you had to buy the chicken Popeyes from Popeyes 30 to 45 minutes. Have you seen the Popeyes meme on the internet? No. A woman looking at the sign saying, I'm going to try this restaurant called Pope. Yes. (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) funny. I I don't think it's real, but it's hilarious. Pope. Yes. I never tried this Pope. Yes. Chicken. (laughs) I like the idea that there's a fried chicken chain that the Pope has co-signed. Like the Pope said, yes, you should too. Have some chicken. Why didn't you correct me? I forgot our personal food news. I was so excited about the pavlova. I skipped it. I forgot to talk to you about personal food news. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. No, I I messed up. You messed up. We just messed up. I can't believe I forgot. We did it together. That's what's important. Let's finish on our listener food news. Then we'll come back to it. So 
this chicken, this Popeye's, this Popeye's chicken has been sitting out for like sitting in his backpack for like four hours. Not only does the Popeye's chicken get weird, your backpack gets weird at that point. And is it true the smell did not like escape the backpack? I just don't it, believe that. I'm assuming that, that the Popeye's chicken inside the backpack was inside the overhead bin. I guess. This just sounds gross. And when you open that bin, the scent like comes coming live out. Live your life, man. What are people going to do? Look at you sideways once or twice? Eat <sighs> your chicken. Well, I was worried of people looking at us here at Classified, so I relate to that. But um, this reminds me of when we were in the elevator together a few weeks ago, and the smell of like cafeteria fried chicken was yes. so strong. I started like coughing. I was yes. like, am I choking <laughs> yeah, was, on the scent of was, fried chicken? We went from the seventh floor to the first floor, but <laughs> yeah. you couldn't have gone fast enough for Julia Lehman. <laughs> so you were gross. going through something in that elevator. Is that your personal food news? <laughs> no, my personal food news is let's talk about our strategy for on the plane. Okay, we, long we have flight, a lot, We have a lot hours. of thoughts about this. Yes, yeah. I always have a bottle of water, number one. Oh, of course, I brought, actually, I, I um, since we're going to Mallorca, I brought my Love Island water bottle, so I'll be using that. What? Uh, I will not ask all of the follow-up questions that just came to my mind, it, but a hundred of them did. I'm just going to just go right through that red light. Okay, we'll come back to it in Mallorca. I'm going to buy a bottle of water okay. unrelated to Love Island. Okay. And um, two snacks I like. I like to have a sweet and a savory. So I'm going to go with like a like a beef jerky and like a peanut M&M. Mm, okay. When we were walking, when I was walking into Classified, I was looking at the the offerings and the various like Chibo um I don't know. It's like yeah, stands. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like the bodega of the airport. Yeah, Hudson News. It's Chibo here though, which is better than Hudson News. So I was really happy to see it, and they have it like in a few different airports. And I clocked vanilla mush. I am definitely buying that to bring on oh, the plane. Oh, some mush. Yeah. Do you know what that'd be nice for? Since it's a red eye, breakfast. I would like that for breakfast. Yes, I'm gonna buy some of that and maybe some popcorn. But really, I'm excited about the mush. So it's gonna be great. Second. This is so exciting. So next this time this has you been kind of a secret. This food news. Yeah. Tour. So explain to our audience what is in store for the next few episodes. They'll have to listen. I mean, we already said we're going to Tenerife, Mallorca, Malaga. So, you know. See, I'm not going to Tenerife. You're going to Tenerife? I'm going to Tenerife. All right. Well, I'm American. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Um, And we say Tenerife here. I say Tenerife. Okay. Well, I'll see you there. Look forward to it. Uh, Thanks to our producer, Mike Wargon. And we'll be back And all the wonderful people here at Classified. Tenerife. Today's episode was brought to you by United Airlines with flights to Barcelona, Madrid, Mallorca, Tenerife, Canary Islands, and new nonstop service to Malaga. It's now easier than ever to plan a culinary tour across Spain. Plan your trip today at united.com. Remember, flight schedules are subject to change.